0: Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode 37, Relax My Heart. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey today, this beautiful day, a Wednesday. This podcast evolved out of COVID-19. I was a stay-at-home mom that used to work in psychiatric hospitals doing therapy groups for my patients, helping my patients find coping skills and leisure skills to help them adapt to their mental health issues. I became a stay-at-home mom, and over the years as my children grew, I was trying to find myself. And during this time of uncertainty, being scared, not knowing the way that the world was going to go with this pandemic, my podcast evolved. I started out the University of Florida as a journalism student and then changed to recreational therapy and got my Bachelor of Science in Recreation. My podcast is my way of still fulfilling that journalism need and utilizing my therapeutic skills, sharing my wisdom and knowledge of what I know from working in the field And also sharing myself and how I feel that we can all relate to specific ideas and feelings and things that we're going through. So through my own experiences and my professional knowledge, I share with you each week ways to help you cope, ways to make you smile, ways to make you feel lighter, and ways to investigate yourself. And understand what's going on with you. You can find my podcast at wideopenspaces withalise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S E. Or my, po- my podcast can be found at wideopenspaces.podbean.com, on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining me today. Episode number 37, Relax My Heart. I am on this journey called anxiety. We all have experienced anxiety in our life as young as children, about to take a big test in school, starting the first day of school, making new friends or dealing with bullies or not fitting in and as we grow into adults we all experience some type of anxiety even if you don't have an anxiety disorder we all have anxiety starting a new job creating your resume starting a family you see there's positive stressors and there's negative stressors positive stressors are the things like i mentioned getting married starting college, those are positive things, but yet they cause stress in our lives and we have to learn how to cope. And of course there are the negative stressors, someone passing away, losing a job, not being able to pay your bills, and I could go on and on. So it's important to identify where does your anxiety come from? Why are you feeling this way? Now, for some of us, it goes to more extreme levels of having an anxiety disorder that should be treated either by therapy or medication or natural sources or meditation, anything that you can find that's natural, but also must be addressed by a mental health professional if you feel that is uncontrollable, not within your own power to help yourself. So first, I'd like to be a little technical and talk about anxiety in our body. And then I'm going to really focus on, on you and how you feel anxiety and how it surfaces in your life. One of the most common ways anxiety can cause issues with us is it can cause depression. Because of your anxiety, you tend to isolate yourself. Stay away from crowds and groups because it just overwhelms you and it can create a feeling of hopelessness because you are socially isolating yourself. Another way that you may see anxiety surface is having this sense of doom that something's always going to happen or feeling bad about the things that you do. Panic attacks. Many of us have suffered a panic attack. We can't breathe. We can't stop our heart from slowing down. Our thoughts are racing. Headaches are another common example of anxiety. It's an overwhelming rush into the brain of so much information that's going on that your brain just starts to feel overpowered by it, and it creates a headache. Anxiety can also create instability in our lives because we are feeling so out of control that we can't even work through our day. We can't keep it stable. It's chaotic. It's uncertain. For some, having breathing issues, feeling like you can't fill your lungs up enough, feeling like you can't catch your breath. Another very common one is upset stomach, having stomach issues, being in the bathroom, stomach cramping from anxiety. You can feel very tired, not knowing why. Maybe you didn't do a lot that day, but anxiety is causing this fatigue in you. It can also increase your blood pressure because that constant worry and that uncertainty and that nervousness creates higher blood pressure and you can also feel muscle fatigue believe it or not just from clenching your fists your arms being tense those are creating tension in your muscles so okay those are the physical forms very concrete ideas of how anxiety affects us This is by kelly roper the mantra for stress i will conquer my stress i will not let it conquer me i will win the day stress will not win over me so that really is your ultimate goal when you are feeling stressed anxious or panicked is not to let it win over you A lot of times we just can't avoid the stress or the anxiety it's what's going on in our lives that makes it very difficult and unavoidable it's how you respond to that anxiety and that stress have any of you ever felt sick just from being anxious almost like you're coming down with something you have those migraine headaches you have that tension in your neck. Now, knowing all that and just hearing those words, that can't be healthy. It's not healthy. But sometimes it's unavoidable. So, where does the power lie? The power lies within you. You have the power to control the anxiety, you have the power. To not have your life spin out of control because of anxiety. There are many ways that we can cope. There's so many coping mechanisms out there, and some of some of them you're just totally aware of. And I'm not gonna even go through those because they're really common ways that people say, okay, you feel stressed out, go exercise. I'm gonna talk about some others like that might not be so. Prevalent, or you may not even think about um okay so you're listening to a podcast right now listen to a podcast that talks about anxiety this podcast covers all different types of mental health issues life issues current events but if anxiety is your main culprit of what is going on that's creating instability for you in your life, life, go to some of these podcasts that are just strictly about anxiety. It's almost like attending a support group without going to that support group. It's right at your fingertips. You don't have to make a meeting for people who are suffering from anxiety. You can listen to a podcast. And the human being is so creative and so just comes up with so many amazing ideas that you may listen to something in a podcast that you've never heard about or never thought about. And if that's the one thing you took from that podcast, go accomplished. Anxiety doesn't get relieved overnight, it does take work. A lot of people suffer from social anxiety, being in social groups. And unfortunately, being social is a way that helps reduce our anxiety. So if you have that social anxiety, that's your first step is to deal with that social anxiety. Where does the root of it come from and how to cope with it and how to evolve with it? So that eventually socializing can become a coping mechanism for you, not a form of anxiety. So I have a couple of examples that I use for myself to help with anxiety. I've had a lot of anxiety um, lately. As I said in the beginning, I'm on this journey called anxiety. When you have grief in your life, for me anyways, there is a lot of anxiety life is changed in the snap of a finger and adapting to it is very complicated and for me anxiety is what has surfaced from it so I've had to be creative and look for some other ways that I could really identify and cope with my anxiety so Here's one of the first examples that I've started to work on personally, and hopefully it can be a way for you to help reduce and identify your anxiety. Remember something, this takes work, this takes time, and this takes effort. If you truly want to work through your anxiety, and when anxiety pops up that you know how to cope with it, it takes the work and the time to put into it. So, what I do is when I'm feeling anxious, I write down what just created the onset of this feeling of anxiety. That's my first thing. What made me anxious? Was it something I just read on the internet? Was it something I read on Facebook or Instagram? Was it the conversation that I had 10 minutes ago with a girlfriend on the telephone? Was it me driving and somebody cut me off as I was driving? What started the onset of that anxiety? Was it that you just spilled water all over the floor? It could be very something very simple depending on your sensitivity level with your anxiety. So right away when you feel that anxiety coming on, Jot down what was the onset, what was the precipitating factor that started this anxious feeling. If you can write it down each day, this will give you an opportunity to see patterns, to see triggers, to see what escalates your anxiety because that's your ultimate goal is to figure out what is it That's escalating myself into the point where I want to rip my skin off. I want my heart to stop pounding. I don't want to feel the blood pumping in my fingers. I want to stop those racing thoughts. I don't want to be in a situation where I start to panic and I have to leave. So what are the patterns? By writing this down, by documenting it, Over time, you will start to see patterns, patterns that you will learn coping mechanisms to help you break the process so that in the future, when something like spilling water on the floor happens, what do you do to calm yourself so that it doesn't set you into an anxiety spiral? Do you let the water sit there for a minute? and stop and put your hands on your chest and breathe in to calm yourself first, that's a coping mechanism from something as minor as spilling water on the floor. But you see, for those of you who suffer from anxiety disorders, spilling water on the floor can be something quite major that sets you into a tailspin. Anxiety can take over your whole thought process. Simple things that you might not even realize. For example, this is an example of myself. My alarm clock. My alarm clock's just got a sound on my iPhone. I don't play music or anything. I had what I thought was a habit. I would start to wake up about three hours before my alarm clock would go off. Once I woke up for the first time, it would escalate. I would close my eyes and keep waking up and keep looking at my phone to see what time it was. As the night would move on, I would start to fall asleep for maybe about 5, 10 minutes, and then I'd wake up again. I'd then tell myself I should just kind of get up so I don't have to be startled from my alarm. So I would get up around 5 a.m. to wake my daughter up at 7 a.m. I saw this as a way to control the way my day would start. But in return, I was having poor sleep habits. All of this was because of anxiety. Anxiety that happened during the day that was creating this unsettled feeling when I would go to sleep. I would still wake up one time before my alarm, but this time, I would tell myself before I went to bed, I would go to sleep and just sleep. So I started to get into this pattern of saying, just sleep. So I still would wake up one hour before and look at the clock and see I would have like three more hours to sleep. But instead of saying to myself, I might as well just get up because my alarm will go off in a couple hours, I went back to sleep. And now my alarm was waking me up. And believe it or not, I woke up less anxious because my body was getting more of a full and sustained sleep. And I've eliminated that anxiety of the alarm going off to startle me because I'm so well-rested when it does wake me up. Being well-rested helps me cope and handle the anxiety throughout the day. Now, this was something I didn't even realize was provoking anxiety and really starting my day off with anxiety. It was this habit that I got into. Why did the habit start? Probably because I was going to bed with my mind racing and not getting that sleep and falling asleep, but yet still my mind was working. And I'd start to wake up, and I would obsess, Okay. Why should I bother going back to sleep if that alarm's just going to wake me up? All of this was anxiety even coming through in my sleep patterns. But as soon as I identified it and started to make a slight change in my behavior by giving myself this mantra of you're going to sleep, you're going to have a good sleep, you're going to have a restful sleep. Now, I've always been a poor sleeper, so me waking up that one time before the alarm goes off, I've been like that my whole life. But to be able to see that I have two hours more to sleep and to go back to sleep, and before I know it, my alarm's waking up, and now I felt, feel rested, and I'm ready to conquer the day no matter what comes my way. So that's an example of you starting to do the work to see What is creating that anxiety on a daily basis? What am I doing that is incorporating to open myself up to this anxiety? What am I doing that's not positive, negative, that's creating that pattern that I was doing was negative. It wasn't a positive pattern. It was evolving out of anxiety. So I want you to start to really think. How does anxiety change your day? Here's another example of a coping mechanism. Now, I know you might feel a little uncomfortable with this. Remember, it's only for your eyes to see. But sometimes the eyes are the soul to the window of inside ourselves. Our eyes really show us what's going on. So what I'd like you to do is to take pictures of yourself. Take that good old selfie and then caption it with what happened that day. So pick a certain time every day. Take your selfie and write down under that selfie what happened that day. At the end of the week i want you to go back and review each day with the daily picture on the days that you noted anxiety notice how your face looked were your lips pursed were your eyes tired did you have a small smile or was it just a grin or a smirk really look at yourself look in your eyes in the picture What do you see that correlates to what you wrote happened that day? This gives you the opportunity to see how anxiety takes its toll on us visually. How you are expressing and showing that anxiety in your face. You see, our face shows everything. This gives you the concrete visual on how anxiety is affecting you personally. Sometimes, and I know I am, I'm very concrete. When, if I am to see that in front of me, it's an eye-opener. It shows me that I think maybe I'm dealing with this anxiety, but I'm not dealing with it as well as I think I am. So now, on the flip side, if you look at the same picture in each picture, and you've noted anxiety for that day, Now, if you look at that same picture, and you're the kind of person who looks at the picture and you look the same each day, happy smile, twinkle in your eye, but yet you noted how much anxiety you had on those particular days, maybe every day, maybe only some of the days, it'll give you a great idea that you are great at masking your anxiety i'm great at that i can mask my anxiety and part of that's because well i had to walk into therapy groups and i had to teach others who were suffering with mental health issues how to deal with their anxiety so i had to put that mask on a lot of us walk around with that mask on but masking is not a coping skill you've got to really learn how to let that anxiety out stuffing can be detrimental looking at yourself into that photo will give you such great insight into yourself a lot of us know how others see us because they tell us and if you don't know how others see you ask them because again that's another window into yourself how others see you and it may give you a little light into what you're projecting to others And if others think you're just happy go lucky, but you know you're suffering on the inside, then you're masking. And if others say you seem tired, you seem overwhelmed, well, then you know that you're exhibiting to the world these feelings of anxiety and its toll it's taking on you. And what can you do to not have it take such a toll on your life? So give this a try. Take the picture. I know it's awkward, I know it's uncomfortable. But it gives you a window into yourself. It's looking back at yourself and seeing and reading with what you wrote, what really was going on with you. Life's about changes. It's really hard to roll with the changes. I mean, it starts out with us just being born and how a little baby changes within a few days or a week they start to look totally different if you've ever watched a baby within their first year how much they change think about how much that baby has to adapt to in that first year of life of changing of growing learning how to eat looking at different sites and adapting to loud noises and very soft noises or a pet that you might have about the four seasons I mean we all go through the seasons and our bodies change with the seasons and some seasons may cause more anxiety in our lives such as winter driving in the snow not being able to leave your house dealing with not being able to heat your house properly and feeling so cold there's always some type of change in our life and some as simple as the The four seasons that are something we've been dealing with since the day we were born. And others of us go through tragic changes, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, having to change moving and living in a different environment and starting all over. Life is about changes. Changes cause positive and negative stressors like we discussed in the beginning of the podcast. How do you cope with that? I want you to make a conscious choice to help yourself. Whether you're somebody who just deals with the average daily anxiety that you see sometimes taking over your day, controlling your day, or controlling what you do with your day. If you're anxious, does it stop you from going to the store because you feel it's too overwhelming? If you're anxious, does it stop you from getting in the car? If you're a college student and you need to read a book, is that anxiety stopping you because you can't focus? Identify you as an individual. What makes you tick? What coping mechanism is going to help you? Reduce your anxiety level. And if you do suffer from an anxiety disorder, well, I hope at this point that you seek some sort of therapeutic help. But if you haven't, think about it. Talking to others is so beneficial, especially when it's a therapist who doesn't know you, who doesn't know your world and the people in your world, and is so non judgmental and just listens to you, and then provides you with coping skills for you to go home and utilize. Some will work, some won't work, but that's the point. Remember, I said it takes work. Just because I told you about taking the picture of your selfie doesn't mean that's gonna work for you. You need to try different things that work for you. For me, it's as simple as meditation. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it just does work for me. Why does it work for me? I have to go somewhere and be alone. I put my earbuds in, again, isolating myself from the world for 30 minutes. I choose a meditation based on what's going on with me that day. And for those 30 minutes, I'm lying down or sitting down, and I'm focusing just on what the person is saying and the music and it just calms me down and it makes me stop that anxiety thought process. It separates it from whatever was going on before I started to do that meditation that day. It stops it and it makes me with the energy, it gives me that energy to go on with the rest of my day. And sometimes I need to do it again at bedtime. If I still feel like I'm racing, I do another meditation. Now, I know that takes time, but I make the time. That's the work. It took me time. And there are certain voices. I prefer a male voice over a female voice. I don't like a lot of noise going on in the back. So if it's somebody who is has a recording of meditation with too much going on i don't like it so these were things i had to work through to figure out what works for me we are living in a very complicated world we have people who have many thoughts and different views and live their lives very differently from the next but that's the beauty of being human But in that process, we have to be respectful and understand that people out there are struggling. And if you have that friend who just snaps at you for no reason, instead of your initial reaction, internally you might be angry and put off, but stop for a minute and say to yourself, why is that person reacting to me this way? Did I provoke them? Was it my anxiety that provoked them? Or are they exhibiting anxious behaviors start to open your eyes up to your world the more in touch with your world the more in touch you become with yourself and with others we all go through life just on this journey where we just some of us just go through the motions and when you go through the motions you will crash And because you crash, it's hard to pull yourself back up because so much has happened to make you crash that you don't even know where to start. Start with baby steps. But if you start now, before you crash, you will avoid that crash because as these anxious feelings and stressors come up in your life, you will stop and you will cope might not be that exact moment, but when you get home, you will do what your coping skill is to counterbalance what that anxiety has done to you emotionally and physically and socially because it can affect us in all different aspects of our lives. Now, I know I've talked in previous podcasts about music. Music to me is eternal. Music to me... Who can't relate? You play a song and you remember a happy time. Or you play a song and you remember a not-so-happy time. But music is very powerful. So music is another form of coping. Choose something, a song, that makes you feel good. Have like your go-to song. We all have them. I talked about Miley Cyrus' song, a couple, um, podcasts ago, the climb for some people, that's such a motivational song that when they feel they need that little push, they play that song. There are many songs out there for people that just give them that boost that when you hear it, even if you're feeling sad or anxious in that moment, it stops that thought process and you get lost in the music. I want to share with you a song that I know you've all heard before. And it doesn't have anything to do necessarily with anxiety. But if you are feeling anxiety or stressed, you may be able to listen to these words and relate to it with what you're going through. But this is a song that I have witnessed at parties at bar mitzvahs at weddings when this song comes on the crowd goes wild people get up and dance people sing it's one of those songs that just stops everything when you hear it and makes you want to sing and when it's over it puts a smile on your face so let me read you the words to journeys don't stop believing just a small town girl living in a lonely world. She took the midnight train going anywhere. Just a city boy, born and raised in South Detroit, he took the midnight train going anywhere. A singer in a smoky room, a smell of wine and cheap perfume. For a smile, they can share the night. It goes on and on and on. Strangers waiting up and down the boulevard. There's shadows searching in the night. Streetlights, people, living just to find emotion. Hiding somewhere in the night. Working hard to get my fill. Everybody wants a thrill. Paying anything to roll the dice, just one more time. Some will win, some will lose. Some were born to sing the blues. Oh, the movie never ends. It goes on and on and on. Don't stop believing. Hold on to the feeling. Streetlights, people. Don't stop believing. Hold on. Streetlights, people. Don't stop believing. Hold on to the feeling. Streetlights, people. Now, that was really hard to read without getting into the melody. Cause it's exactly what i said you put that song on and everything stops do you see the point i'm trying to make find something like that in your life that when you're feeling out of control and anxious it stops you for a minute it makes you think the words don't stop believing hold on to the feeling that the song is making you feel You may not see what's happening, but there's a chemical process going on and you are sending a message to your brain to get those endorphins flowing, to help control that anxiety, to put the stress aside. So I hope you could see through the music lyrics a way of coping. Find your way of coping. There's no right or wrong. We're all so uniquely different. And it could be something very simple or something very major. Sometimes it's just taking a long ride in a car just to get away from people, to be by yourself. Whatever it is, reach out, find it, look for it. We don't have to let anxiety be the bad guy that takes over our lives. We can be the good guy that controls the anxiety. We can't avoid it. Some of us, it's a chemical imbalance. Some of us, it's situational. It's how we deal with it. It's how we cope with it. It's how we control it. It's how we don't let it take over ourselves. That's the ultimate goal that will make you be successful throughout life. And in life, you will have those changes like the four seasons. But the more coping skills you incorporate into your life, I know the better you will be at going with the different seasons and the different changes in life. Do some breathing techniques. Go take a walk. Go read a book. Go listen to music. Go listen to Journey and don't stop believing. Thank you for joining me today at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Please go out there and explore all the open spaces in your world and remember my friends, positive thoughts. Always create positive energy. Check me out on my website at wideopenspaceswithelyse.com. Elise Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. And until next time, ciao, my friends.